Be like, click yeah. here to enter. Warning. Or like, cat lovers only, click here. But I'm not even worried about a skeleton. Like a I skeleton. think you should be worried about skeletons. But the virus could, in fact, help preserve them more, longer. No, that's that's impossible. When did you become a ninja where you can just climb anything? Maybe I would try to launch a couple chairs at the tiger. <laughs> Let's say that there's a lot. Look, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that I'm a great writer here, but look. You don't see me going up into the Himalayan mountains and trying to pretend I'm a yeti, man. That's just not going to happen. And that's probably a wrong fact, but I think that's true. Here it is, episode uh, episode sixteen, and um, only one episode. We're only doing one episode right now, right. and that's that's just. I think that's a bit of a timing issue, but also, you know, it's to prolong a little bit of what's going on. Well, we're getting close to the end, man. Yeah, um, and so the episodes, uh, in theory, are going to be you know a little tighter. Uh, uh, in theory, and a little bit more to to talk about. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so we will uh, we'll see what happens. This the title of this episode uh, 16 is the condemned woman. Right. Yeah. So and I think it's pretty clear at the end, you know, what's going on. Yeah. You know, as far as so, I mean, I mean, here's what I've been noticing. I mean, I just want to take a step back. Yeah. This is what I've been noticing. And I don't know it's be- if it's because we had a chance to, like, step away from Twin Peaks for a while. Then we came back to it. Yeah. But I have noticed in the last couple episodes, or the last three episodes that I've watched, I have noticed a lot of imagery regarding owls. Yeah. The waterfalls. Like, yeah. that is that, that kind of imagery is really, like, I, I think I'm seeing more of. I mean, and maybe it's just I just wasn't noticing it before, but I no, I noticed a lot of stuff, and, and so but I think they're real. I mean, this one starts with an owl. Yeah, image of they're jam packing the owls. The owls are are very important, and you know what else? You know, okay, so we're getting more owls, right? But what are we missing? We're the stoplights. When was the last time you saw a stoplight? That's fair. A traffic light. You know what I mean? Like I don't remember the last time I saw one. It's th- the storm brewing has like kind of like not been. And not in, not in the last two episodes, at least the storm yeah. seemed yeah. to like go away. Um, so yeah, the traffic, there, the stoplights definitely. There is a storm happened. brewing, though. I think. Yeah, and so I mean, so we start off. I mean, we start off. It's the chess, and this is becoming a yeah. really important part because, again, the chess, every piece that is lost, means somebody's going to die. Yeah, so it's important not to to find Wyndham before. They lose any pieces. And that's yes. where Pete comes in. I mean, a little bit later in the episode, he's coming in to help. And he says, yeah, it's going to be at least five or seven moves, five to seven moves before anybody can take a piece. You know? There's also in this, and this really struck me, I think, um, with the, so they're playing, this opens up as the chessboard's there and they're replaying um, the kind of tape player that, Wyndham had left yeah. um, Cooper and and the mask the death mask is also there and 
it's really like the the first time that I've really noticed it, this episode. I guess is the first time I've really noticed because there's a couple other things that happen in this episode with Audrey. Yeah. First kind of episode that I've noticed where there is a clear separation of Cooper and Audrey and their relationship. It seems this one really seems to be like because before this, Audrey I think was always. Like with Cooper wanting to kind of do follow his footsteps, kind of like think about mm-hmm. yeah. In the last couple episodes, she is now diving into the horn kind of industry. The right, business. she's on to another. She's on to different things. And and we see a new Billy Zane appears and good old like, Billy Zane. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's here with us now. And, and who can resist Billy Zane? No one can resist Billy. Zane. <laughs> and then we have you know the death mask here, and yeah. Cooper's like it's. You know, I, I loved it. This is the only one I really love, right? And so, to me, this marks a clear separation of those two characters and their relationship. Yeah, and it like there's two. It's nice to look. Let me be honest with you. It's nice to have Ben Horn back in the saddle. Listen, I, I was sitting here and I'm like, so here's the other thing. As I was watching this, and yeah, recently I had watched like a fan fiction kind of movie, like a fan made movie, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so they made this movie and they got like actresses and actors to play parts, but they were not professional, uh, quote unquote professionals, right? Not, and let me, let me rephrase that. They were professional actors, but they weren't in big budget movies and, and TV shows. My point is I'm watching the film and you can tell why you can tell when somebody's act like that's like you can tell when somebody's acting. Yeah, I know. And when yeah, somebody like Ben Horn is in the character. Oh yeah, he is. And, yeah, yeah. And he, he does such a great like every movement that he makes. I feel is not the actor, but is Ben Horn. Like he, like I feel, <laughs> like this is it, man. This is like happening, especially considering the what I've witnessed with other actors who are acting. Let me say. Right? Let me say this. Do you let, and this is an important thing because I'm going to go to James and Donna for a second. Right. James and Donna. Do you think they their acting seems to be really over the top, overblown. You can tell they're acting, but I almost think they're doing it in a sit not a sitcom, but a soap opery way. Here's here's what I'm trying to trying to say to you. Okay. If you were getting paid on this level where you have a TV show yeah. or soap on a soap opera, yeah. you've gotten past a number of people and impressed enough people. Yeah. Now, not everybody. I'm not talking about every, you know, there are different ways in the industry that doesn't go along on as much anymore. Right. As we know with like the me too. Yeah, 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 like yeah. But if you're getting to this level, somebody has seen your acting chops and, and gives you the okay. If you're like, hey, I'm starting out as actress or an actor. Why am I saying actress? If you're starting off as an actor, right? Um, man, oh man, like, and you haven't got that level of being in, yeah. like, haven't. Be, if you show that you are acting, it is obvious. And so when I'm looking, even when I'm like, after seeing this kind of amateur work, and I say amateur only, because I'm sure they got paid for it, but, but, uh, but what I'm saying is like, it's not a. TV show that was not, you know, a national run TV show. These people, even if we look at them and say, well, maybe they're acting like they are, maybe their acting isn't the best. Like we got a lot of different kind of levels of actor actors on this show. In, in your Twin Peaks you're talking about? 
in yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, some are going to be better yeah, than us. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, they're all better. They're all here for a reason. And I just want to stop and say, <laughs> th- these guys. This is this is well and well acted. I mean, this is good. Oh yeah. I just it's just something has come over me, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Like the stuff that I've seen that are passing as like. It's just like, yeah, you got to, you know, acting is, is, it's not easy. It's hard work. Yeah. It's hard. And, and these guys are putting in the, and, and even with silly roles, like you're sitting there mm-hmm. and thinking yeah. like, and, you know, some of these roles that these people are playing, like you've seen Eraserhead, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so Pete was the main character mm-hmm. in Eraserhead and you, you think about Eraserhead and like some of the stuff that he went through and, and some of the stuff that Pete kind of does silly, but like believable. Like I believe oh, it. The one, so that you bring up a great point with Pete. Like the, the, there's a, a couple things. First of all, when Pete starts talking about like all the different moves, how he remembers the chess master and this part and this part part does this and he's getting off. And then Cooper's like, you know, hey, Pete, we only got five minutes here. We got to do, we got to do this. Right. Like the yeah. way that he was just expressing himself really great. And the other thing is like, He's making breakfast for Catherine and um, Andrew at one point, right? Yeah. He brings over Catherine's plate, just a regular plate of food. Brings over Andrew's plate. Now, this has to do with the writing, but I'm talking about the delivery. Brings over Andrew's plate. It's got a, the bacon is in a smile. It's got two eggs for an eye. It looks like a happy face, right? It's got toast for ears. Yes. They laugh and laugh and laugh. And it's not like a... It, it's a committed laugh. Like they are, you both, you feel that they are laughing about this plate, which has not, it's not that funny, honestly, you know? But it, this is what, but that's what's so good about this. If you get actors on the same page as writers, directors, like they're all on the same page, that's what you get. Yeah. Like you don't have to say, you don't have to say anywhere in the dialogue that these two characters our friends, they get each other. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a whole different level of something going on with those two characters than than Catherine, right? Yeah, Catherine's on the it's, outside. It, the, it's so obvious, and they have different like motivations of everything. Catherine is taking this whole thing seriously. She is in charge, and she needs to like maintain this level. Where these two guys, these are just characters, man. They're having a good yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew, Andrew thinks you know he's he thinks he's got everything made right because he yeah. thinks he's Catherine is the one making everything happen yeah. here right yeah and so without Catherine these guys maybe won't be as jokey but definitely it show it shows you so much and there's a scene where Catherine is like reading a book great expectations mm-hmm. I think is the book that she's reading I can't I don't know what scene you're talking about I don't know the book she was reading about She's reading a book and having, you know, sipping on her tea or whatever. And Pete is also sitting and he's working on tying some flies. Yeah. Complicated. And the door. It's, it's very it's complicated. complicated to tie flies. He's got something on top. Like he's got the, the, the setup on top yeah, of it. He's him. got he's the like string going, the, the line. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The doorbell rings or knocks. I can't remember which one it is. And just the looks. Oh, that yeah. Are happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, if you were not as caliber as these actors, you can't do that. You can't do it. Right. And so that's why I'm saying like a character like Ben Horn comes to life because of the actor. And listen, you know me and we've talked on the shotcast before. Sometimes I get like down on actors or like, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. like yeah. necessary evil or whatever, yeah. like Alfred Hitchcock type thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'm just joking around with that, but I just want to acknowledge <laughs> 
I, 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 these guys are where it's at. We're good. This is good. I mean, it's. I think I believe Ben Horn. Anything Ben Horn does, I'm, I believe. Yeah, I, I really am interested. Like, look, they're going to save that ferret, the pine ferret, the pine weasel. Sorry, the pine weasel. Pine weasel. Yeah, it's going to be saved. You know, that's why they're bringing Billy Zane in. Uh, you know, in the first place. You know, exactly. And I love. And we're jumping ahead, but I love that scene because you still have. You still have to have, um, um, oh, what's the brother's name? Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. You still have to have Jerry there to explain it to those viewers maybe who didn't catch on. <laughs> right, right, bit. right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, maybe Ben Horn really did turn. Like, no, Jerry's coming in. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, get him yeah. to, you know. Um, so I love that. Again, that's that's nice little stuff happening. The, and um, the, I like this episode in that in that way. Well, there's one scene with Ben Horn. Ben Horn is with Billy Zane. I, we should use his name. It's 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 a John um, Wheeler, I think. He's with John Wheeler and Audrey's there too, and they're sitting at the. Uh, they're eating dinner, and you know this is it. It's it's really just the the setup for Audrey and John to have a little bit of a chemistry building thing. Um, right. But at the, but at the time he starts talking about how, you know, John is like this environmentalist and he, he's smoking this big cigar and what's really, he's getting ready to smoke, he's getting ready cigar. to smoke the cigar. And he, he's fact, he starts, you know, even burning it takes like a little bit of, and then as he's talking about clean air, you know, right. he takes it and he puts it out, lays it down. Yeah. Just the action itself. I'm telling yeah, I really do like Ben Horn, I, the actor, yeah. uh, Ben, who, who I'm doing him a disservice because I don't even know the guy's name. No, I don't know the name either. I mean, I guess I could look it up, but like, let's see, Benjamin Horn, Richard Bramer. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's great. Absolutely. Well, um, I mean, we're jumping around a lot here. I mean, I guess that there's not a lot that happens because really what's going on is they're setting up this idea. They're, they're actually ending one storyline and trying to f- to get Ben back involved and, and get his storyline going. And w- there was a really interesting scene as we're starting to talk. And I'm trying to remember, because you had mentioned this idea of, um, right, Right, so it's it's when we start introducing John Wheeler, Ben Horn, and um, and this whole idea of a pine weasel. I don't know if you noticed this or not. Of course, you noticed it. I'm sure, but for the first time, I think I ever remember seeing it. Usually, what happens is we get a shot of the um, Great Northern. It's dark. It's at night. It goes from the, di- the the Great Northern, and then it goes down to the waterfall. This was different. This went to the this was at the waterfall, went up to the Great Northern, and it was daylight out. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought the same thing because I was trying to like, have we ever seen? I don't think we have. Because we normally seen the Great Whip, and then we go down to the waterfall. We'd never start at the waterfall and go yeah. up, um, which I thought was kind of interesting as well. You know, and it's this whole idea we should remind people because I think most people have forgotten. I think it's this Ghostwood estate. If you remember correctly, the whole, the whole thing that's set – you know, Ben Horn into this spiral of thinking he was a Civil War general and needing Dr. Jacoby to get him out of there was this idea of, like, he lost, he got double-crossed by the Packard, the Packard Mill, double-crossed, so he lost the Packard Mill, and he also lost the Ghostwood Estates, this this idea, this real estate deal that they were working on. Lost it. So it all went to Andrew, Packard, and Catherine. So the idea now... Well, Catherine, not everybody knows That's true, you're right. It went to all the Catherine. And it was Catherine's... I mean, Catherine 
created this. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not giving the, Andrew too much credit. No, I don't think you should give Andrew any credit. You're absolutely right. All he did was kind of hide for a bit. Right. So the idea now is Ben Horn has got this idea. How do we figure, how do I get back at, you know, back in the game? Well, you know, we just find this, this pine weasel who's endangered. It happens to only live in the uh, Ghostwood forest. So now it's going to be in danger. So he's going to put all his resources to make sure that you can't build there until it's time where he wants to build there. And then, of course, it'll be fine. Right. But like it, it's he's he's rein, he's reinvented himself. That's the new scheme that he's working on. He's also thinking about running for Senate, man. I mean, yeah. like, this I mean, guy is like, yeah, I mean, his his real estate deals have kind of gone south. Why not reinvent himself as like this uh, environmental yeah. hero slash you know, politician. Yeah. And you've got Audrey now. Audrey is, you know, she's testing different places at the uh, Great Northern. She's got to be, you know, different areas to learn, I guess, the the skill. And that's when she meets this uh, John Wheeler. And um, she and John Wheeler, I think, are starting to have a, a thing, right? I mean, I don't know what John Wheeler's age is supposed to be. At one point, <sighs> we, Audrey's... You know, listen, we get into this weird age thing with relationships. Yeah, and I know. It's he, still there. He literally was like, I remember you as a 10-year-old girl. Right, right. But, I mean, he could have been, been 12. He doesn't Maybe. look that old. He doesn't, but also, like, he has his own company... Uh, he's a, that yeah. he's, he buys and sells. He's got I a mean, lot of he's money. He's older. Yeah. Yeah. He's not 18. He's not no. right out of high and school. And Audrey specifically says, hey, just so you know, I'm like, I'm I'm only 18. She specifically right. says that, which is not yes. something you normally have to say. You know what I mean? Like in a. Well, I mean, yeah, usually you would say like, I'm not even 18, I guess, if that was the case. Well, I'm even talking about like. But she's but there was also that thing of a. uh something to do with like a virgin and like she starts coughing and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. We still have to remember that she is, even though she's playing like this, she wants to be um, kind of more powerful or knowledgeable than she is. She's still, and we see this through these jobs that she's taking and even the way she treats the concierge person. Right. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, you know, I can't wait till you do your stint in, uh, housekeeping yeah like, you know like everybody knows that's not gonna happen right 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 yeah she's just taken these jobs and he knows it as well and she is ignorant of that right and so she again is trying to be somebody who's more knowledgeable than maybe she she really is and we are reminded by that with that like coughing fit yeah. of like a virgin. she's still an innocent young girl right when we when it boils down who, who is trying to be something you know what I mean? Which she's, which is her character that's, the yeah, whole entire right. time. So it's since not, the very beginning. But again, it's nice to see. It's like she's, I think, a good actress actually, and so it's nice to see her there. It's nice to see that whole storyline because we only got a little bit of James and a little bit of Donna, and all that was basically like a couple things, I guess, were, were important there. One was, you know, James is gone. He loves Donna. Donna doesn't say he she loves him back, but. She wanted, no. he wanted him to come, or she wanted him to come home. He's not going to come home. And he's like, oh, I will for you. Again, just being total angsty. Um, but I think it's also important to, we, we remember that Donna's around because she gets a letter. A similar letter yeah. to, uh, to what Audrey gets at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And what Shelly gets as she's cleaning up from the double R, you know, diner. Right. This letter just says, hey, meet 
meet at nine o'clock at the roadhouse to join. What is it like the meeting of the angels meeting of the angels? We don't, and it's a it's part of a there's a there's a one third of a piece of paper with writing. Right, right. And so, they, and I'll just jump ahead a little bit because it's not that it's not it's important, but nothing. It doesn't seem like too much has gone down yet. But they all meet at, at nine o'clock. They put their papers together. They read, I don't know, some sort of poem or sonnet or something. I didn't know what the reference was. Um, but they're they're there. They're all there, uh, hanging out, waiting. And so is Wyndham, which I think is an important point. And and frankly, so I mean, and frankly, like I think that Donna at this point has moved on. Like uh, me too, one hundred percent. like this this was like a hey, you know, James. I, this is our last kind of thing. This is like a goodbye. Now, I don't know for, for, you know, for if this is a fact or not, but I would not be surprised if we never see James again. I, I'm, I'm almost thinking like he's out of the picture. What it, it could, I mean, it could be. I think we might see him again, but not, I mean, maybe not for a while. I'm, I mean, I think he's, because he's like, he's, he's got to go, man. And whatever he's into, he's into. But all his storylines are really back. out of there. There's nothing that really is keeping him there in Twin Peaks anyway, right? So, like, no. I wouldn't, like, he's not necessary. Like, even people like, you know, you hear about Andrew Packard or whatever. So it's like, okay, Andrew Packard is somebody you know about. He has, he's still, that, that kind of uh, storyline still going. This Eckert guy, that storyline's still going. But, but, you know, What's it in it for James anymore? There's no storyline for James. No. So I mean, they had to you make might. one up with this whole like outside of Twin Peaks, this whole like that seemed to go nowhere, right? Yeah, that's that's very true. Like it didn't seem it didn't seem to have any bearing on the mystery, the main mysteries of Twin Peaks. Yeah, um, I mean, it was just like this: some guy wanted to kill her, who wanted the some rich guy's money, and the plan was to kill. Yeah. I mean. What has that to do with the ghosts or with the um, with Bob? What does it have to do with the lodges? What does it have to do with the owls? What does it have to do with the Air Force? I mean, that's the thing. Like, who knows? It could come oh, back. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It could yeah. come back. I mean, you know, you never know. But but I agree with you. That was an ending. That was definitely an ending. And that was an ending to James. Um, all right. So, so I'm trying to think of what else is important before we get to, like, the really kind of cool parts here. Um, let's see. Oh, we should talk about Norma and Ed. Uh, Ed is it's asked Norma for his hand in marriage and um, that came about because uh, Nadine came home from school early and um, said hey look I'm breaking up with you Mike and I have got something that's special yeah that, really special I'll be I'll be honest with you I wasn't sure I didn't get any I wasn't understanding there's so many like innuendos about whether they're you know how sexually active they are. I couldn't figure it out because, at one point, um, you know, at one point, if you remember, Ed's like, "Hey, man, like, every day I wake up feeling like I got hit by a timber truck, right?" Yeah. He's talking. It's about the relationship between him and Nadine, and then suddenly, it's like, "Oh, hey, we had this wonderful night together," and Ed's like, "You know, he's talking about Mike," and right. and Ed's like, "Oh." You mean you spent the night, the whole night? And then Nadine's like, yeah, you you and Norma did it, so it's like no big deal. Right. As if this was like a, you know what I mean? Like as if this, she's not done anything like this before, which doesn't make any sense to me. 
I think I think when she says you and Norma did it, I mean like I think that was like, hey, you guys did it. Like we were in we were in a relationship, but you did oh, it with somebody I else. I see. So okay. All right. All right. All right. You know, I think that's. I think that was like what that was. Okay. About. That, okay. Now I get it. Well, anyway, she breaks up with Ed, which is the important part here. Right. And Ed is like he's a- free. And, and and yeah, which is something Ed Ed needed that Ed would not break yeah. up with Nadine. Mm-hmm. Ed needed Nadine to break up with Ed, and we got it. And you know, everything's looking good. Hank came in, and Hank was. <laughs> First of all, Hank, talk about great acting, oh, too. Oh, 100%. Like this guy 100%. Is, you know, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, he comes in, you know, he's all beat up and stuff, and um, he's trying to make a deal, and... It's you great know, the way he's do- oh, uh, the know, way he's talking. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's like no big deal, bro. Come on, yeah. Let, you know, and then he's like, "Listen, I got, I, I'm going to be a star witness. Here yeah. we go." And um, Harry is not having any of it. No. No. And, and we see some emotion with Harry. I mean, Harry's usually a level-headed character. This whole episode, but is in really this episode, him. he it is testing him, and he builds and builds and builds until you get at the very end there, um, which is pretty intense. Yeah. Um, so uh, to follow that storyline just a bit, because it's not there's not too many things that happen. Um, we don't know what's going on with Mike. We haven't seen Mike for how many episodes? I have no idea. So we really don't know what's happening there with Mike and Nadine. Right. Um, he goes, uh, Ed goes to Norma, proposes. Norma then goes to Hank, and Hank's in jail. Goes to Hank and says, hey, I want a divorce. Um, Hank tries to do this whole thing where it's like, okay, well, you help me get out of jail. You lie for me. Because Hank needs an alibi. Because he's right. he's the one who like pulled the trigger, right? So he, yeah, he, I mean, he's literally <laughs> he needs an alibi because he did it. Yeah, basically. yeah. So he's like, hey, you gotta tell, you gotta say that you're gonna. That you, I was, you know, with you at the the double R, and um, you know, Norma is like, no, that's not gonna happen. I didn't come here to make a deal. You know, I'm getting a divorce. So okay, so we that part is kind of left up in the air. Again, we want the best for these two, but. I don't know. Right. I just don't see it happening. Um, well, we're so conditioned now yeah. to be like, we hope and hope and hope and things look good. And then it just like tumbles and yeah. crashes. And so things are looking good, but we don't want to get our hopes up yeah. for these two. So that's, I mean, that's that. We'll have to wait and see what happens. You know, I don't, I don't know. Again, hopefully everything works, works for him. Cause I really would like to see him. Um, Work it out. Uh, then we've got. Uh, I'm trying to skip around here. So um, we see Leo. Just he pops in for just a bit. He looks like he's completely out of it still. I mean, he's got the shock collar treatment on it. He's making arrows for window. Correct. Right. So you know that's where he is. And when Wyndham is also in uh, a disguise, right? We see him mm-hmm. at the restaurant, right? Yeah, he's so got a big he's belly. At the restaurant they, and some sort of off yeah. The, yeah, he, he drops that off, and then he, you know, we see him again, and then we're gonna see him an, another time. Um, and so he's disguised, and he's he's doing his thing. He's setting his pieces up uh, in order. So let me ask you this: Do you think Wyndham has anything to do with any of the lodges, or the um, or Bob, or um, you know, any of that kind of? That's a good question, and. He's in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. And I guess, like, that would 
make him a little bit vulnerable to any of these kind of spirits or things that go, go on. Well, that's I'm, I'm going to ask you another thing about Bob, because, I mean, spoiler alert, Bob makes an appearance in this episode. Bob shows up. He's, he's around. So I was kind of thinking, we'll get into it in a little bit, but I was wondering if, he, if who show, Bob shows up because he left somebody or because it's just a vision that Cooper has. So you're, you're suggesting the last time we, well, here's what I'm, I'm going to say. Bob does show up in visions. Remember, because we saw um, Laura Palmer's mother kept That's having true. visions of Bob. Yeah. So he does show up in visions without necessarily inhabiting or had inhabited somebody, I guess. Yeah. And so I guess my question is, is he inhabiting somebody currently? Because the last time we saw Bob, well, he was like flying through the air. It looks. Is, is, is he, I thought maybe he was in inhabiting Josie. And when Josie, I'm going to, I'm, I'm jumping right to the end here. Yeah, just, just when, go, go for when, it. When Josie dies, that's when Cooper has the vision, sees Bob, and uh, you know Bob says, "What did you know? What, what did Bob say? Like, what did Josie have to do with it?" Or he says, "Oh, what happened to Josie?" Like that's what yeah. Bob says. Like, and I'm almost wondering, like, is it because Bob left? Like Josie kept saying, like, I don't know what's going. I had to do that. And like, you know, and that's how, the way Bob worked, right? As soon as like right. Bob took over, you didn't realize what was going on. You thought it was a dream or a vision. Was Bob and Josie killing these people? Because, as, um, what's his face says, you know, you know, there's a, you know, there's an epidemic of gunshot wounds following this girl around. Right. Isn't that Bob? Isn't that what Bob That's wants a, listen, to do? Man, you 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 nailed something that I was not even thinking of. I don't, but I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying. I don't know if it's true anyway, but that makes a lot of sense because, again, what happens to Josie at the end? Yeah. She her spirit is lost. Yeah. And and I don't know, tra- maybe perhaps even trapped. Yeah, in some so, wood or something. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of that kind of thing, but uh, that does make a lot of se- that makes a lot of sense of what you're saying. If because I'm now I'm trying to like go back because I haven't seen it in a while. When did Cooper got shot? Was was Bob in anybody at the time? Was he in Leland at the time? Oh man, you're really testing when my memory. Cooper got shot. I don't because that's. I don't think he was. Didn't so when when did when did Bob leave Leland? Man, I don't. Was Cooper injured at that time, or did he get injured? Because that happens at the very end of season one, right? When when Cooper gets shot, that's how they end season one. I thought that's how they ended season. Wait, what season are we in right now? We're two. Oh, we're in season two. Yeah, so that had to be in season two. And then season... Okay, so no, he's... So Bob is still in Leland. Yeah. Okay, so that doesn't work out. That doesn't fit. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily fit. It doesn't necessarily fit, but it also doesn't mean that Josie wasn't influenced. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, Yeah. But, in any case, Bob comes back, 
what happened, Josie? He sees that. And the the guy with the red suit who dances backwards. Yeah, the dancing man. Also yeah. There. yeah. And just dancing on the bed. Doing his thing. Yeah. And I don't I don't know exactly what that means because I haven't thought about it enough, but I don't know what it, I, you know, I, I don't know what it means. The either. dancing man. And what do they call him anyway? There's a they call him something. The guy who dan- the, the guy who dances backwards. I don't know. Anyway, he 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 seems to be a guide for Cooper. He's trying to I don't know if he's trying to help Cooper, but maybe he's trying to explain things to Cooper. Don't you to think? To me, the dancing guy seems like he is the devil uh, kind of like controlling everything. And, oh. that dan- and maybe it was like a dance, but maybe, I think he tries to trick or kind of uh, almost laugh at Cooper. No, you know, see, he's doing I a little dance on his like one of his, you know, this is this this is not a uh, this is not a, a victory for Cooper in any way. No, I but I see this. I've always seen that guy as somebody who's trying to um, not like the giant. Right. The giant is actively trying to help Cooper. Right. He's saying, hey, yes. look, this is what you need. Here's the things that you need in order to, like, solve this mystery. Right. But the right. dancing guy. Remember when Cooper dreams of the dancing guy. Right. When he's in the lodge, the red lodge, so to speak. I think that's what they might call it because he's all red. That's when he sees... The red curtain room, the room the, with red yeah. curtains. Yeah, so that's when the red room... So when um, when Laura Palmer, the, the, the person that seems to be Laura Palmer, but she says, hey, it's like, you remind me of somebody or whatever I know, right? She whispers the answer into, he's there. He's there, like, guiding that whole thing. And he even says, like, hey, you've got to listen to the birds or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he gives yeah. Cooper a lot of information, he may not be on anybody's side, but he's there and shows up in when important events. To me, events. it's an opposite. Like okay, you have a right. you have a giant, and then you have somebody who is not tall in stature. Okay, right? okay, okay. And oh, so, I like, like that idea. to me, yeah. it plays with the opposites that are happening in, and it doesn't mean one is good or one is bad. Yeah. It's just different approaches to it, I guess. Yeah. I got a dog so, going crazy. Sorry if you hear that. Yeah. So I don't know the answer. The answer to your question is I don't know um, what that means. Don't know what it means. Oh, well, we might find everything. out. We might have to find out. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I was I was in this. Like I was in this episode. I was watching it's it. It's a good one. Yeah. And I was I was in it. I, I guess I'm interested now in. I mean, there's a lot of things happening. And the, the biggest thing was that end. Right. So I'm yeah. interested in that. But. But there, these three girls. You know, what's the next? I guess what I'm interested in is what's the next play, right? Because they to. made a move. There's three girls here, yeah. and basically, one of them is going to be the next victim, right? Yeah, but you know, as Cooper said, only if you know, Wyndham is very. Um, I can't remember the right term he used, but you know, he's he's pretty honorable about this particular way of killing people. Like he's only going right. to kill somebody if he takes a pawn or takes a, a, a piece. So it's long. Yeah, as but that's the thing. Like, I mean, listen, Pete. Listen, Pete is a grand champion player or whatever. No doubt, no like doubt. This Saint Petersburg move or what? I don't. I don't remember what the move is or <laughs> where he saw, saw it. He says he's going to cause a lot of sleepless nights. Right? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know because. Wyndham is also a genius. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he may, he, it may 
he may find a way to kind of like move around this. There are three girls. He has the thing. Like this is another thing that he's he's working on. Like a bunch of di- he's working on a couple moves ahead, right? Just yeah, yeah, like yeah. So he's got a couple people that are lined up when he takes his character, or, you know, his pawn or his whoever it is. So, yeah, he can take anything. So now I'm I'm interested in like which one he takes first or like what he's looking at because he was there he was there at the roadhouse oh yeah 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 the three girls were there the mm-hmm. angel meeting of the angels or whatever um so that's like that's not I like this it's it ended some of the things that needed to be ended absolutely yeah, right? yeah. this the civil war thing was and by the way I don't I mean the whole civil war thing was happening um I don't know if you noticed the the salt and pepper shaker that Pete brings over in the very beginning were like racist characters that are, you know. Oh, I didn't notice that at all. I didn't even notice. I noticed the plates, but I didn't notice that. I might have to go back and see. I didn't see that. Yeah. I I don't know what's going on with Twin Peaks a a little bit. It's, it's, it's some of the things. Nineties too. Um, It's the, I I know, but are we going to use that for excuse for everything? I'm not saying it's it's an excuse. I'm saying like, it's not, it's unfortunately not out of the ordinary. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people were just, uh, unfortunately... Casually racist. Yeah, that's exact. That's the perfect term. That's the perfect term. Yeah. So, in in any case, like, that whole thing has come to an end. Yeah. Um, And we get to see this new story starting. Um, The the James thing, which I'm I'm sure you're... you're, It's uh, done. I'd be be shocked if I see him again. Um, which is, you know, good. And now we're getting into, I mean, this is the last couple episodes. Now we're getting into the real kind of meat yes. of the situation, yes. which is like we have Wyndham and we have Bob. And those are the two characters that are have been have been with us, even if we didn't know. Yeah. It's who's, it, it really is who is motivating Cooper this entire time. Right. And no doubt Cooper is, is the main character of this, this show. Right. Yes. I mean. Agreed. Yeah. So. Agreed. You know, everything else is just kind of. That's why it's like, ah, uh, I'm not. I mean, Nadine and Ed. Okay, blah blah. But I'm not really concerned about them. You know, James, Donna. Uh, okay, but they they don't affect. Their effect on Cooper is minimal, at best. Right. So. And and now we see like. E- even you know the so this is this is what's nice about this is that even Catherine's kind of like storyline wasn't necessarily like intertwining with Cooper mm-hmm. to an extent, but now it is like now it is it is absolutely Josie and she set that whole it was really nice Cooper so she comes in and she's like uh, she's like talking to Josie and getting her all mm-hmm. like you know worried and riled up and like gives her a solution by going and like pulling. I tried to look at what the, the books were to see if there's, you know, cause all that stuff I'm sure is meaningful. Yeah. And she takes it. Oh, she's like, Oh, here are my keys. And behind there's a gun. Right. Yeah. So she's setting everything up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, she set everything in motion for that to happen. She is, you know, she is a power player and so is Ben. She won the first round between Ben and her and, uh, We'll see who wins the second round. Yeah. Because I'm not counting Catherine out. No, definitely not. I mean, I think I think the thing with Catherine is, though, is I'm one I'm, I'm interested in seeing how how she's going to it's going to get 
she's going to start getting into Cooper's kind of world, I think, because because yeah. I think Bob Bob is out and around now, as we see, like things are going to happen. I think I think Catherine is going to be come part of that in some way. I think, yeah, because uh, she's she's she is like this mastermind evil. I wouldn't say evil, but she's a mastermind of getting her way, and she's done a lot of things and put a lot of people in different places um, manipulatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is going to play into to it. So, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, where is the um, the major, right? I mean, that is... Well, he's in the shadows. We know he's in the shadows. We know he's in the shadows, but, like, that's the other aspect of this that I'm still, like, waiting for, right? Yeah. The White Lodge, the Black Lodge, that's going to come. Yeah. Right. So, and and um, I'm excited for the next episode, actually, because I think maybe we might see some stuff. Yeah, and, and this ended in a way that was like, yeah. Of course, you want to see the next episode. You yeah. have somebody stuck in a knob on a drawer. That that must have blown their entire budget. Like in 1992, that's I was or thinking. One. I was thinking about that because it's it's not badly done. When like was, it's not when here's what I was thinking. When was Terminator? Ninety. So I'm saying, like, if you you like that technology, well, eighty. Term. I'm thinking about Terminator Two. Well, this Terminator. would have been. Ter- that's what I mean. That's why I meant Terminator Two, not Terminator One. I'm thinking about Terminator Two, because that's that was with the liquid, what the T, whatever. T one ten thousand or one thousand. Yeah, Terminator Two. Um, I don't know why we're even two, bothering looking this up. Like, it, I don't know why we're doing that either. Seems it looks like, like this is Terminator the only Terminator Two we've... Judgment Day was ninety one. Ninety one. Okay, 91. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. The technology was there. So um the technology to that point. Now it 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 did seem like it was not as fluid. It looked like it had like it was yeah, like animated to a frame yeah. to then to another frame. So but um yeah, it was pre- I was impressed with it. And now it was only like smooth wood grain. Like we're right. not talking about like, you know, water or like feathers or you know right. fur or something moving it was pretty smooth so you didn't have to worry too much about texture but i thought I, th- I agree i thought it was really good for what it was yeah and it must be sweep 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 week right i mean you'd think right. this would be this about is, sweep. it's 16 episode 16 like i could see it being sweeps getting people involved totally it benefits us because we're the viewer man so yeah, I I'm looking for and and again like I'm you bring up that good point of like because I did wonder like what happened to Catherine at that point like was she poisoned like I was like was somebody poisoning her because she's not feeling you well talking the about whole Josie t- you know I mean Josie yeah, yeah, Josie yeah. yeah like she's not feeling well the whole time and you're kind of like you know saying like oh well that's obviously it's like yeah you know nerves or whatever right but is someone slowly poisoning her is what I want yeah wanted to know and i watched it again just to double like maybe she because andrew came in and was like oh we need some bubbly you know, yeah knocked down a few champagne or whatever um so but she doesn't drink that champagne she didn't drink any of that i really thought bob was now i'm not going to say that i mean i think the timing is off we, we figured that out but still i don't know i think i wouldn't be surprised if bob was maybe she's not feeling well because bob is in her that's what i'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like, I, maybe it's a Bob thing. And she's like, there's this, like, fighting fight going on. I mean, I guess what I'm... Bob, yeah, take, can take over, right? 
but not, he doesn't necessarily have to. He just has to inhabit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because Laura Palmer was Laura Palmer at certain times. Right. Uh, so was Leland, right? Yeah. And he had this, you know, he fought, he, he fought a little bit against uh, that. So, so was she fighting uh, Bob or was... Wait a second, did Laura Bob never was... Bob was never in Laura, was he? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He was always in Leland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, Laura just had this dual personality. Like she yes, had it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I miss... Yeah, I misspoke. I misspoke. Well, I, you know what? I'm, the only reason I said it was because I thought I missed something. That's the reason I'm asking. No, no, no. no. Okay. No, no, I misspoke. He was, he was, Bob was always in Leland and of course... Um, yeah, so... Maybe, maybe that is true. And when he... And Lee, by leaving... By leaving Josie, it left her her spirit or whatever left as well, and she got caught up in this thing. I, get, I mean, I'm just I, I'm trying to figure out why Josie fainted like that well, and then got into the thing. And your 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 suggestion makes a lot of sense there. Well, just because it makes sense doesn't mean it ha- it's especially in Twin Peaks. Just because something makes well, sense certainly doesn't mean that it could be factual. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for next the next episode. All right, so, um, yeah, we should watch uh, the next episode. We're just going to watch one from now on, right? Is yeah, I think, yeah I think that's going to be the best, the best way to do it. All right, so we'll watch one from now on to the end. We only got a couple more. Yeah, exciting stuff. All right, that's the Shotcast for this week. I'm Brady. I'm Brian. Hold fast. <laughs>